Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 920. Law's what you make it, she interjected. This man has done a noble service. You should grant him fife and title and set him on your council. He killed nine of my subjects, Alvron pointed out sternly. When men step outside the rule of law, anarchy results. If I heard of this in passing, I would hang him for a bandit. He killed nine real rapists, nine murdering rabble thieves. Nine fewer Edema men in the world is a service to us all. Mellowin looked at me. Sir, I think you did nothing but what was right and proper. Her misdirected praise did nothing but fan the fire beneath my temper. Not all of them were men, my lady, I said to her. Mellowin paled a bit at this remark. Alvaron rubbed his face with a hand. Good lord, man. Your honesty is like a felling axe. And I should mention, I said seriously, begging both your pardons, that those I killed were not Edamara. They were not even a real troop. Alvaron shook his head tiredly and tapped the writ in front of him. It says here otherwise. Edamara and troopers both. The writ was stolen goods, your grace. The folk I met on the road had killed a troop of Ruh and taken up their places. He gave me a curious look. You seem rather certain of it. One of them told me so, your grace. He admitted they were merely impersonating a troop. They were pretending to be Ruh. Mellowin looked as if she couldn't decide whether she was confused or sickened by the thought. Who would pretend such a thing? Alvaron nodded. My mate My wife makes a point, he said. It seems more likely that they lied to you. Who wouldn't deny such a thing? Who would willingly admit to being one of the Edamara? I felt myself flush hot at this, suddenly ashamed that I had concealed my Edamara blood for all this time. I don't doubt your original troop were Edamara, your grace, but the men I killed were not. No Ruh would do the things they did. Mellowin's eyes flashed furiously. You do not know them? I met her eyes. My lady, I think I know them rather well. But why? Alvaron asked. Who in their right mind would try to pass themselves off as Edamara? For ease of travel, I said, and the protection your name offers. He shrugged my explanation away. They were probably Ruh that tired of honest work and took up thieving instead. No, your grace, I insisted. They were not an Amara. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. I want to talk about the way that this passage creates tension for the reader. We talked before on previous pages how the social dynamic between Alvaron uh, Mellowin and Quoth all kind of like shifts like who's got the power who is on whose side and I think that that shift in who is on whose side and who Quoth is in trouble with is a big source of like keeping the reader tense and engaged in the scene because right now Mellowin is like speaking on Quoth's behalf but she's doing it because she's like a murderous racist <laughs> yeah she's weirdly edgelord this whole scene you know she's like she clearly, I, I think she actually does believe this. She's not just putting on a show and saying like, yeah, hell yeah, exterminate the uh, super fun 
internet irony. And just does she go around talking like this? It's yeah, I think bit. she does. Absolutely, and <laughs> and I think that we downtown latte swilling pinko elites. I think we are somewhat unused to the frankness with which genuine, like thoroughgoing racists feel totally comfortable spouting their thoroughgoing racist beliefs that ordinary, like not crazy evil people find totally horrifying because they assume that everyone thinks the way they do. Well, Alvaron is also racist, but he's just not quite as genocidal as she is. Like she is, like I said on a previous page, like she's probably going around to the equivalent of a, of like a KKK robe burning crosses. Like she, I, I'm sure she would cheerfully attend to lynchings. Like she is, well, 100%. she she might be like she doesn't have any troopers in her lands, right? It's entirely possible uh, that you know troops are not welcome in the lackless lands on pain of death. I feel like if so, Quoth would have heard of it, but seems that way considering how virulent she is and how how sure she is on a previous page that she has no players attached to her household. Yeah, yeah. That has a historical precedent, too. In medieval history, various medieval kingdoms, England among them, like, expelled all the Jews from their kingdom. If you And then if we catch you here a month later, we'll kill you. So, like, that seems completely in line to me. I think Quoth avoids giving the actual answer when asked, why would anyone pretend to be Ra? Which is, you all assume Ra do this anyway, so they kind of get a free pass to do this if they wear the... The trappings of the Ra. It's almost like a uh, a vicious circle here, where well, the racism drives this behavior, and then it justifies the racism. Well, but I don't think that's actually a logical reason. Like, I think he gives the logical reason why they would do it, which is if we travel under the the mayor's protection, people won't automatically like assume the worst of us or lynch us when we come to town. Which makes That's it easier true. To and do they aren't really stuff. hung up on the crime they committed. It's more like, oh, you killed them. Well, they were us, so it was probably fine. Like they're not really all that hung up on the reason of the killing. Uh, although there is a line on this page that justifies Quoth rushing to tell the mayor because he says explicitly, "Had I heard of this in passing, I would hang him." Yeah. So actually, good, good on you, Quoth. Yeah. Yeah, Quoth has correctly apprehended the mayor's uh, attitude toward justice. Yes. I, I have one other thing on this page, which is while reading it, I was thinking if only Quoth would, could have held his tongue, he could have, you know, and just been like, okay, fine. I'm, you know, I'll agree with you, racist. I'll pay, you know, pat you on the head and say, good racist. Give me my, uh, my pouch of silver. Uh, everything would be fine. But of course he has to say, no, actually I'm Edamara. And uh, on this page, there's the lead up to that, which is when the mayor says, who would ever, who would willingly admit to being one of the Ra? And that pushes Quoth to go like, well, you know, am, am I am I ashamed of my heritage? Have I been hiding it because I knew that this is how they would react? He's pushed and pushed to the point where he he can't just like do the logical thing and clam up. And again, as you know, a uh, white male presenting person in the West, I don't really have a ton of like racism and prejudice to contend with myself. So I don't this I I can't judge whether or not this rings true but it definitely is dare i say it verisimilitudinous and i do not begrudge quoth being pushed to the edge here and and making the choice he does under as you say under a fair bit of tension jeremy jordana what do you have to say about this page well i agree with jeremy when he was saying that like quoth's answer of being 
like his more logical answer feels like still the correct answer. Like the answer to that question is the answer he gave. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. So I would like to um, put my vote in Jeremy's hat. And then otherwise, I think we kind of covered it. Uh, he's he's trying to edgelord her back when he's trying to, you know, he goes, well, not all of them were men, you know, like he's trying to make her uncomfortable. Not just the men. I mean, I think it's important that that he specify that detail, but I mean, it didn't necessarily have to be in a combative way. Like he's informing her, but he could have just been like, hey, I'm just going to like lay out the scenario for you. And then he would explain when he laid out the scenario that in fact, some of them were women. And then it would be less like, well, actually. (laughs) I don't think that would make her any less appalled. Mm. You know, I think the idea of killing women is beyond the pale. I think he wants her to be appalled, right? Yeah, exactly. Both is appalled that she's not. And she is like so edgelord. Edgelord is the best way I can describe it. Because she goes, apparently unironically, like, you should grant him fife and title for killing nine bandits. Like, if every guy who goes around killing troopers can get a fife and title from Mellow and Lackless, they'll run out of lands pretty soon. You know, so is she serious about this? Or is this her kind of like performatively doing racism? I think she's maybe saying it in that... This is something she would have done, but she knows the mayor won't do. And I think she's being a little bit hyperbolic. I think she does believe that he's done a noble service. Whether she actually would go great if Alvaren said, okay, I will give him a, a land and title. I think that I think that's her being hyperbolic. But I do think she is ideologically committed to doing like bruh genocide. I think that she thinks that is the correct thing to do. And it bears mentioning that she's a stone's throw away from the highest seat in... Uh in the country. So perhaps in the present, there is an actual pogrom afoot or, you know, what has happened. It's not beyond the realm of possibility. What's a pogrom? A pogrom. It's a form of genocide, uh, typically done in Europe against, uh, Jewish people. Oh. Like where they like cool. round the, you know, they've been doing it for centuries and centuries, you know, you... as a word I've never heard. I mostly just hear the word genocide. Have, have you ever seen uh, fiddler on the roof, Jordana? Oh, it's been a really long time. I guess they use that word in there? Uh, not exactly, but they are subject to one throughout. And in the end, when they have to leave Anatevka, it's because of the pogrom. It's, uh, it's you know, it's it's dressed up a little bit because it's a musical, but it's it's not a happy thing. It's sort of what Jeremy was saying when they, are, they expelled people, you know, they expelled them by doing a pogrom. Yeah, you make it so hostile in your country to live as a jewish person that the only option the jewish people have is to go somewhere else uh and usually they get all their property taken from them and they're lucky to escape with their lives if they do in fact escape huh that sounds incredibly shitty indeed i say i learned a new word today but i'm not sure i'm any better for it (laughs) yeah if you google that word you're not gonna have like a good time if you google many things these days you won't have a good time just stay off google just stay off the internet. Yes, yeah, the, inter- the internet is a cesspool. <laughs> but we're on the internet. No, except for your podcasting app. You have one podcast to listen to. Well, now that we've landed on the subject of a program, uh, Nick, do we have a letter to lighten us up? We sure do. Boy, do we ever. Uh, our, our good friend Curtis has written us a slew of letters. Uh, so rather than read a Curtis letter every day for the next 10 days or so, I'm going to try to, to space them out a little bit. But... Uh, thank you, Curtis, for writing again. It's a pleasure to hear from you. Here's the first of many letters from Curtis on page 800 on the breaking of puzzles. 
Pagers and puzzlers, breaking a puzzle is not of the Lathani. I once was trying to solve a blacksmith's puzzle when a friend took it and tried for himself. He brute-forced it, bending and contorting the metal in ways which I knew to be incorrect. I cannot recall whether he was actually... I cannot recall whether he actually succeeded in solving the puzzle, but I was actually emotionally wounded by this action. It felt wrong and rude. It was disrespectful to me, the puzzle, and the puzzle maker. Moreover, I could never again tell for this particular puzzle whether the metal had sprung back to something sufficiently approximate to the proper shape such that any of my future efforts or solutions would be fair, true victories, rather than flukes or solutions, rather than flukes which were enabled by the mangling of the puzzle. It permanently robbed me of the joy of playing with that puzzle. It was not merely a wrong solution which could be remedied and ignored, but instead a permanent destruction of the puzzle and any possible sense of achievement which it might bring. I have it still and feel revulsion and offense and hurt whensoever I happen to see it. I have not even tried to replace it with a copy. Every version of that puzzle is permanently tainted by its association with this memory and manhandling. That is why breaking a puzzle is not of the Lathani. It is not a single point-like event of violation, but one which permanently endures. Luckily, I have many others with which I can play. My dad's uncle used to make them, and they bring me lovely memories. Signed, Curtis. That's probably correct. I feel like puzzles are are like, they have a system in which they have to be solved. And if you can't stick to the system, then you have to put the puzzle away. <laughs> yeah, it's a real violation to break a puzzle. Because you're not solving it. You're destroying something, you know, clever and thoughtful and beautiful that someone's put a lot of effort into making to challenge you it's certainly not in close nature to break a puzzle uh certainly not one as precious as the lackless box uh, yeah and if they if they did screw up trying to open the lackless box and they broke the puzzle and they can't open it anyway so yeah i also feel like if you tried to break it it would be a calamity more so even than opening it Nick and I both used to work at an escape room company and uh, it was a regular occurrence. I I used to be like in the rooms with people playing the games and people would in the process of trying to solve a puzzle often like sort of either break the rules of the puzzle or break the objects of the puzzle or try to in any case. And a big part of my job was stepping in and going in to say doing what you're doing isn't going to actually get you the answer you want and or that's against the rules and like there's a certain like i agree with my co-host that like that is like totally against the spirit of the puzzle and it kind of defeats the purpose of it if you're not playing by the puzzle's rules to solve it then why are you playing with it at all but it is also i think a very uh common human instinct to try and solve you know to try and brute force it or otherwise like find a cheat code but i think that the lackless box is designed in such a way that to try to brute force it would destroy it. Yes. <laughs> that said, I, I can't stand blacksmith puzzles. I find them very irritating. I have no not, idea what they are. Not clever puzzles. You know, when it's sort of like uh, like twists of metal and it's like, take these things apart somehow or... Or, you know, assemble these blocks in a way that it makes a pyramid or something like that. I, I don't find them. That's not my kind of puzzle. Those, like, spatial puzzles. Tactile puzzles. Not so much for me. Is it just because um, you're not good at them? Possibly. I, just, <laughs> I, mean, I also don't, I don't find them... Yeah, I just, like, I don't find them, you know, tantalizing. Like, a good puzzle for me is, like, really tantalizing and, like, begs to be solved. But for me, it's, like, you know... You take them apart. Okay, you took them apart. 
that's it. And also once you solve it once, it's, I don't know. It, I think what always irked for me about the blacksmith puzzles was like they were, you know, for sale for however much, $20 or something. And then once you solve them, they're sort of like just junk in your house because they're not like serving any purpose or useful. They're either something that I see you gesticulating, Jordana. Just let me, sorry, let's, let me finish this. Also, I might turn this into a bit where I just keep on going and going and okay, interrupting you while but you. But don't, just finish it. Okay. okay well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you can't solve them, they're like, they sit in your house, junk, a frustrating reminder of your stupidity. And if you can solve them, they sit in your house, junk, just junk. All right, Jordan, go ahead. Okay. So I also don't like blacksmith puzzles now that I know what they are. And it is very much because of the, the purpose. Like I, I will let an unfinished like box of like puzzle pieces, puzzles sit in my house for however long they need to sit there. Just because I know that when I do do the puzzle, it has the purpose of creating a pretty piece of art. Um, or like escape room puzzles. I'm, I'm ha- happy with most of the time, as long as like the, the thing that occurs at the end of the puzzle makes sense to like getting to the next room or like finding a thing. Like I appreciate a puzzle with a purpose, but if the puzzle is just to undo the puzzle, they have a per- they don't have a purpose because the purpose is just to finish them. And I don't like a puzzle for the sake of puzzles. I want a puzzle for the sake of something else. And yet you define like a traditional jigsaw puzzle as not being a puzzle for the sake of a puzzle, which I find interesting. No, because it's the puzzle for the sake of a piece of art. Right. But I can just look at the cover of the box and see what the picture is going to be. It's too little. (laughs) Okay. So the purpose of a jigsaw puzzle is to have a larger copy of the picture on the box. That you can't hang up on a wall because it's really inconvenient to put together. No, sir. I have put multiple puzzles on my wall uh you use podgy after they're completed and then you felt them on the back and then you can hang them on the wall so you break them you've ruined them as puzzles well only after you've like done them the many number of times that you appreciate doing them it's it's also it's totally a humble brag you put it on your wall and people are like wow you did that really complicated puzzle and i'm like yes yes i did it's in the shape of a dragon isn't it great <laughs> yes i had a puzzle in the shape of a dragon Listeners, you can learn about our different puzzle philosophies on another page of The Wind.